Hi, this is Ellie Fishman, and welcome to the October 2012 CTSS quiz. We have 10 terrific cases for you, and hopefully you either got them all right, or you're going to learn something from our discussion. So why don't we get started? In this case, I asked what the best diagnosis for the patient's flying pain is, and the key finding seen in axial and coronal is a mass in the right adrenal gland. But when you look carefully, the adrenal is high density, and when I give you these choices, well, you know it's an adrenal process, but it's too high density, and it's a little bit of stranding, so it's not an adenoma. Could it be a carcinoma? Carcinomas are usually solid. This is lower density. And based on the history, this is most consistent with adrenal hemorrhage. Adrenal hemorrhages are due to a number of things, including coumadin, trauma, sepsis. But this is the best example is adrenal hemorrhage. And we've seen this not uncommonly in our practice. This is an unfortunate case. This patient was bit by a Rottweiler, one of those crazy dogs. And the question is, what's the best diagnosis? And you can see the obvious, incredible soft tissue and muscle injury. But then when you look at the CTA component, which is nicely shown here, what you see is occlusion of the ulnar artery. You see the brachial artery, and you see the radial artery, and you see a touch of probably what is the ulnar, and then it's occluded, and that's what was found at surgery. It's not poor timing of injection. Obviously, it's not the radial artery, and it's not simply spasm. This is occlusion due to the uh, severe trauma by the bite. This patient is a young patient and has fever, and the question is, what's the most likely reason? And you look, you see cystic lesions in the liver. It could be abscess, could be infarcts. That's just looking at it without any history, and I guess... The answer of liver infarcts is a good answer. It's not simple cysts. It's cystic, but it's not really simple cysts, and it's not a hematoma. It's really not acute hematoma, and there are two lesions. This actually ended up being a liver abscess due to hydatid disease. It's a very unusual appearance. Remember, hydatid disease commonly will calcify, but not always. About a third of cases do not calcify. Surely when it's a new case, and this is probably a new acute episode of this, they don't calcify. So just a beautiful example of liver abscess. This patient was from the ICU and I asked you what the key findings are. And the key finding to me in this case is the adrenal glands. Look at the adrenals. They're as bright as the aorta. When you see hyper-enhancing of the adrenal glands, you have to worry the patient is in shock or going into shock. I've seen this with contrast reactions. I've seen this with patients who become hypotensive, hypovolemic. It's a great sign of shock. None of the other things. Could the patient have poor liver perfusion? Looks like patchy enhancement of the liver. I guess it's possible. Could the patient have ischemic bowel? We didn't analyze the bowel. I don't see a renal mass, but what I do see is those very bright adrenal glands. Classic for hypotension or hypovolemia. A very important process definition seen in shock, seen in ICU patients, seen in trauma patients. All a very, very nice example. This is a simple case. I asked you the best explanation for the portal vein, the splenic vein findings, and what are the findings? The splenic vein is occluded. There's collaterals in the gastric fundus, and there's encasement of portal vein, splenic vein, SMV confluence with marked narrowing of the portal vein and occlusion of the splenic vein. You look at the axial images, you see an infiltrating tumor in the pancreas, and this is a classic example of pancreatic adenocarcinoma with venous involvement. Just a very, very nice case, and I thought I would show you a classic case every once in a while to keep you honest. Okay, what about this case? 
I asked you, patient has a nephrectomy, renal cell carcinoma, so I'm making you think about malignancies, and I asked you about the bone findings. Well, when you look at the lumbar vertebral body and you look at the right femur, you see coarse trabeculation. The, the vertebral body particularly is enlarged. And the truth is, so is the cortex and so is the right femur. There's a classic appearance of pagetoid bone. Two good locations, same age often as patients with renal cell carcinoma. This is not metastatic renal cell, which is typically lytic. Lymphoma can be infiltrative and sclerotic or lytic, but this is expansile. This is Paget's disease, and it's not a vascular necrosis. Nice case. This is a relatively simple case, but I want to show you a nice example to show you what is a classic bicuspid valve. Again, the key thing is how you present it, an oblique line through the coronal views along the course of where you expect the aortic valve to be. It also shows you very nicely in the coronal view that kind of two limbs of the two components of the valve leaflets. That appearance, without looking at the axial, should allow you to make the diagnosis of a bicuspid valve. So just a very nice and classic example. What about this case? An explanation for the enhancement of the kidney on arterial phase imaging is in this case. Well, what I'm showing you is a little bit tricky. I'm showing you that the right kidney perfuses normally, but the left shows only minimal perfusion in the lower pole. But then I'm showing you the patient's aortic dissection, and I'm showing you that the patient has poor visualization of the false lumen. Now, one could easily say the left kidney is infarcted. One could also say that perhaps it's early timing, but it's not early timing. The timing is perfect. It's not a poorly timed study. What you have here are multiple renal arteries, and the enhanced point is where the renal artery comes off the true lumen, and the decreased enhancement is because most of the flow is from the false lumen. So in this case, we very nicely see multiple renal arteries with only the renal artery to the... Um, uh, from the false lumen is the one that has poor flow. Interestingly, if I showed you the uh, final images in this case, you would have seen good enhancement of both kidneys and good opacification of both the true and false lumen. This is a wonderful case because I asked you what's the reason for the IVC opacification. Well, maybe I injected in the foot. Maybe there was terrible cardiac function. Maybe it was poor timing, but the aorta is so bright you look at the kidneys, we timed it correctly. You look at the 3D, we timed it correctly. Why is there venous filling? Well, if you look, there's no venous filling in the right common iliac. It's the left external and common. And the reason this is is because you have an AV fistula. It's a beautiful example in this case. Now, I can ask you what's the cause of the AV fistula, what's going on with this patient, and look at the unusual appearance of the patient's iliac veins and this patient at Ehlers-Danlos, the vascular type. What about this case? And this case may look very familiar. I showed it to you in part a few moments ago, and I showed you the patient's AV fistula. Okay, we made that diagnosis, but I asked you what's the underlying diagnosis? And what this patient has is vascular Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Look at the trumpeting of the iliac vessels. Just a very, very nice appearance. It's not Takayashu's, that would be narrowing of the vessels, it's not Marfan's, it's not Lois Dietz, that can give you ectatic vessels. This is a beautiful example of vascular elostanlos. So with that, I've gone through 10 cases, 10 terrific cases, and hopefully you got them all right, but more importantly, hopefully you learned something from looking at the cases or listening to this discussion. And with that, have a great day.